Hello and welcome to Grain Insight, a fan update on getting your grain to market. I'm Stacy McCracken. Joining me is David Chednovic, Assistant VP of Grain. David, we've looked at the ethanol supply chain in a previous podcast. So today we're going to turn our focus to biodiesel and renewable diesel, of which the interest in the latter has really taken off in the past couple of years. Can we start with a high-level overview of biodiesel? Thanks, Stacy. So biodiesel is a renewable diesel fuel substitute made from non-petroleum renewable resources, such as vegetable oils, animal fats, and cellulosic materials. And the chemical process used to produce biodiesel is called transesterification. Basically, you take 100 pounds of feedstock and react it with methanol and a catalyst, and what comes out the other end is 100 pounds of methyl esters, which is the biodiesel, and 10 pounds of glycerin. Glycerol, which is purified glycerin, is used in the cosmetics, food, and pharmaceutical industries. In Canada, the main feedstock for biodiesel production is canola oil, while in the U.S., the main feedstock by far is soybean oil. Coming back to biodiesel, its chemical and molecular structure is distinct versus diesel. Biodiesel is blended into diesel fuel and can be used in diesel engines without any engine modifications. The amount of biodiesel that can be blended into diesel is somewhat limited, especially in colder climates, because of its flowability properties, although blends of up to 20% biodiesel are present in some U.S. states during the summer months. The cold weather properties of biodiesel and diesel in general are measured primarily by cloud point, which is the temperature at which small crystals form in the fuel. U.S. and Canadian biodiesel nameplate production capacity as of mid-2021 stood at roughly 2.4 billion gallons and 160 million gallons, respectively. Now let's shift gears and discuss renewable diesel and its contrast to biodiesel. Okay, first, renewable diesel and biodiesel are both renewable diesel substitutes and biomass-based fuels. And renewable diesel is manufactured with the same kinds of renewable feedstocks. As is the case with ethanol, biodiesel and renewable diesel qualify as biofuels under the U.S. Renewable Fuel Standard, or RFS, and the RFS requires that fuels sold in the U.S. contain minimum volumes of renewable fuels. Renewable diesel has the same chemical structure as diesel, which means it can be treated as a straight drop-in fuel one-for-one. Because that renewable diesel molecule is the same as diesel, its cloud point is significantly different compared to biodiesel as well, and it has better flowability, particularly in colder climates compared to biodiesel. There are a number of different ways to produce renewable diesel, but the primary production process today is hydro-treating or hydrogenation. And that chemical process entails applying heat and pressure to the refining process and replacing oxygen by hydrogen to knock off toxic and metal residues. Renewable diesel produced through this process is sometimes referred to as HDRD, or hydrogenation-derived renewable diesel. What's changed more recently is the adoption of co-processing, where feedstock is injected directly into a traditional oil refinery and co-processed with regular crude oil with the renewable feedstock representing a small percentage of the overall refinery throughput, typically 5 to 10%. Where does the renewable diesel production capacity stand in North America, and what do future prospects look like? So annual nameplate renewable diesel production capacity online in the U.S. was over 1 billion gallons as of the end of 2021, while production remains limited in Canada, relatively speaking. Production of renewable diesel is set to expand dramatically in North America with billions of gallons of nameplate capacity either in the process of being built or expanded and in the process of coming online in the next year or two, along with billions of gallons worth of proposed projects on top of that. Focusing in on the U.S. here, CN directly accesses two renewable diesel production facilities in the U.S. Gulf, 
and production between the two of them is expanding significantly. This past fall, Diamond Green Diesel, which is a joint venture between Valero and Darling Ingredients, started up its CN-served expansion project at the St. Charles Refinery in Louisiana, adding 410 million gallons of nameplate production capacity and bringing Diamond Green Diesel's overall nameplate renewable diesel production capacity in the Gulf to 700 million gallons. Also this past fall, Renewable Energy Group, or REG, broke ground on their expansion of the renewable diesel production facility at Geismar, Louisiana, which will increase annual total site production capacity by 250 million gallons to 340 million gallons. Going back to the feedstocks for a minute, other than canola and soybean oil, what are the main feedstocks used to produce biodiesel and renewable diesel? Well, it's important to discuss carbon intensity score, or CI score here, as CI score has a material impact on how green a fuel is. CI is a function of the life cycle of a fuel from its origin to consumption, including production and transport, and it's measured as the amount of carbon dioxide per megajoule of fuel energy. Call it the pathway. The lower the CI score, the greener the fuel, and CI score is used to calculate credits or deficits under low-carbon fuel standard mandates such as the one in place in California and the one that is being discussed for Canada. If the baseline CI score for diesel is 100, compare that to virgin canola or soybean oil with a CI score in the low 50s, or used cooking oil with a CI score in the 20s. One point to clarify here is that a pathway for canola oil for production of renewable diesel in the U.S. has yet to be established by the U.S. EPA. But progress is being made there. Last summer, the U.S. Canola Association requested that pathways be established for renewable diesel derived from canola oil to generate renewable identification numbers, or RINs, under the Renewable Fuel Standard Program. Without getting into a lot of detail, the EPA tracks RFS, Renewable Fuel Standards Compliance, to the RIN system, which assigns a RIN to each gallon of renewable fuel. You need the RINs to go along with the biofuel production. Obligated parties can meet their renewable volume obligations either by selling the required biofuels volumes or by purchasing RINs from parties that exceed their requirements. The RINs are tradable and have a monetary value associated with them. Canola oil and soybean oil are both going to be important sources of feedstock to support the expansion in renewable fuels production in North America. And seeing all the new canola crush plan announcements in Western Canada and soybean crush plants in the U.S. coming online and being expanded and added is in due in large part to renewable diesel taking off. What are some of the other main types of feedstock for the production of renewable diesel and biodiesel? Well, there's distiller's corn oil or inedible corn oil produced by ethanol plants as well as products derived from rendering. Rendering is the process of converting meat and or other animal byproducts through cooking and drying into usable products such as meat and bone meal, proteins, minerals, fats, oils, and fatty acids, using heat to kill pathogens. Roughly to 50 to 60% of an animal is consumed in the U.S., and the rest of that animal needs to be processed in some fashion. Then, of course, there's the meat that's collected from grocery stores and restaurants that can be processed as well. Rendering's been referred to as the original recycling, and the North American rendering industry produces billions of pounds of edible and inedible tallow, yellow grease, lard, and poultry fat annually. Tallow is primarily derived from rendered beef fat, white grease is derived from hogs, and yellow grease is restaurant-quality grease and cooking oil. You mentioned earlier that renewable diesel production is set to expand in a big way. Where are CN's main touch points? CN's network and connected infrastructure make CN a key player in the rapidly developing renewable diesel market in North America. That includes transporting seed to oilseed crush plants, transporting vegetable oil and other feedstocks to refineries, and shipping renewable diesel to end markets. CN directly serves all the major energy hubs in North America, Western Canada's heartland, 
Eastern Canada's terminal and refinery complexes stretching from Sarnia to St. John, New Brunswick, through the U.S. Midwest and down to the Gulf of Mexico. CN is well positioned to support the growth of renewable diesel production with major renewable diesel capacity expansions that CN serves directly at the U.S. Gulf, as I mentioned earlier, along with current and future touch points in Canada. Linking seed to oil, oil and tallow renewable refinery and refinery den market, CN delivers a low-cost, integrated, and efficient supply chain solution. All the new oilseed crush expansion and greenfield projects that have been announced on both sides of the border in the past 18 months or so has been very exciting to see. And CN plays an important role in transporting the energy transition feedstocks to renewable diesel plants. The feedstock optionality within North America and via CN's tri-coastal network gives renewable customers optionality, opportunity today and over the long term. What are the prospects for CN to make use of renewable fuels to reduce its carbon footprint? CN is the industry leader in locomotive fuel efficiency, and we sustainably transport sustainable energy. We not only serve the renewable diesel industry, we're also in the process of testing high-level renewable fuel blends as an important part of delivering on our carbon reduction commitments. As we discussed in the recent podcast on sustainability, CN and Progress Rail are partnering with REG to test high-level renewable fuel blends, including both biodiesel and renewable diesel, in support of the company's sustainability goals. Trials and qualifications up to 100% bio-based diesel fuel are important steps in reducing greenhouse gas emissions from CN's existing locomotive fleet, while alternative propulsion locomotive technologies are also being developed. This program will allow CN and Progress Rail to better understand the long-term durability and operational impacts of renewable fuels on locomotives, especially in cold weather, and uh, plan needed modifications to fully leverage their usage over the next decade. Thanks for your time, David, and thanks for listening to Grain Insight, an update from CN.